Miss Jim, beautiful song. Thank you for that. Thank you, Hot Rod, for the song you sang. Appreciate those willing to use their gifts for the Lord. Amen. Those willing to sing for the Lord. You know, there's quite a few uh, famous singers uh, who, if you look at their history, they got their start in the church, and then they left the church to go and find fame. Boy, I'm telling you what, think of all the rewards that they're going to miss when they get to glory. You can get your rewards from God, or you can get them from man. There's many people I believe have wasted their heavenly treasure by taking the gifts and talents that God gave them and using them for the world. And so thanks to those who are willing to use the gifts that God gave them for the church. Amen. We're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. If you want to turn back over there, uh, that is where we read just a little bit ago and we'll be returning there uh, for the message this morning. A couple of things to mention to you that I remembered uh, while I was sitting there. A couple of things I wanted to mention to you while we getting ready. One is, uh, back a, a couple months ago, the church voted uh, to send myself and Melissa to Israel for a 10-day trip to the land of Israel. Uh, and so we'll be leaving January the 10th, uh, flying to Tel Aviv uh, there in Israel, and we'll have a 10-day uh, guided tour. Uh, Pastor Kurt Skelly, uh, some of y'all have heard Pastor Kurt Skelly at the men's conference uh, there at Makaira. Pastor Kurt Skelly is actually going to be the guide who is guiding the trip. Uh, he does Land of the Bible tours, takes several trips a year. Uh, so we'll be going with Pastor Kurt Skellig to the land of Israel. We'll be there from January 10th to January the 20th. And I just want to say thank you uh, to the church. Uh, it's kind of an exciting buzz at the house as we're getting ready to pack up and go to Israel. So thank you to y'all. Uh, really looking forward to it. Hoping to be able to bring back some things. And uh, we uh, on Wednesday nights we may go back to our uh, study of how to learn to study the Bible because the part I was at in that study was we were getting ready to look at manners and customs of the Bible land and I'm like I'm about to go to Israel we're just going to pause and go ahead and go to Israel then come back and now I have some uh, you know first hand experience so looking forward to that and thank y'all on the 15th the Sunday that I'm away uh, Brother Rick Ramsey will be preaching that Sunday morning and that Sunday night so be sure to be here and support Brother Rick as he'll be preaching uh, on that Sunday for us definitely looking forward to that and then I always like to share good news Do y'all like to hear good news I love to share good news Brother Corey and Miss Heather and their family have been coming to church with us for several months now. Actually started back uh, beginning of last summer, I believe it was. So they started coming. Uh, Eli's part of the school. And, uh, of course, Brother Corey had accepted Christ just shortly before they started coming to church here. Uh, then uh, during Missions Month, Michaela accepted Christ as her Savior. And this past Wednesday night, I said most everybody had already went home. And Brother Corey and Miss Heather said they wanted to talk with me. And there in my office, Miss Heather prayed and accepted Christ as her Savior. Boy, I'm telling you what, thank the Lord. Whenever we see somebody put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, Miss Heather, we rejoice in with you. And thank the Lord for Miss Heather and putting her trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And with that in mind, I am looking to start a new believers class. We have had several folks who have either accepted Christ, rededicated their life to Christ, and so forth over the last few months. And so we're looking to start a new believers class the first Sunday in February. It'll be during the Sunday school hour. Uh, we will have a sign-up sheet by next Sunday out in the foyer. If you would like to be a part of that class, put your name on there. And if you've been saved for some time, uh, or maybe you have questions about salvation uh, or anything like that, and you would like to be a part of this class, you are definitely welcome to sign up to that. And this class will be open uh, for anyone uh, from the teen class up. So if you are a teenager, 
teenager or young adult, senior adult, you have recently trusted Christ, you will be able, welcome to join this class and it'll be a few weeks and we'll just look at some basic Bible truths and get grounded in the Word of God. That'll be starting the first Sunday in February. So uh, mark your calendars and be a part of that if you can. This is New Year's. This is New Year's and happy New Year's to each and every one of you. Of course, on New Year's, uh, everybody's making their New Year's resolutions and I need y'all to pray for two men in the church. There's two men in the church I need y'all to pray for because they have taken on a big resolution. I overheard Terry and Steve talking after Sunday school that they weren't going to lie about their fishing this year. <laughs> so y'all need to pray for Terry and Steve. That's a big undertaking. I admire their heart in this, but... Uh, Terry was accusing Steve of already breaking the resolution today, so don't know how they're going to do that. But no. uh, New Year's Day is a day that, uh, that we look at, at the new year. You know, nothing really changes. Uh, Brother Danny was talking about this this morning. You know, it's a new year, but it's still the same me. Uh, everything that was broke yesterday is still broke today. You know, and nothing really changes. But uh, we look for these milestones, these markers, uh, these places to uh, give us a, a, a place to get a new start. And boy, New Year's Day is great for that. And uh, so we're going to be looking at that thought just a little bit this morning. Whenever you look at life, whenever you look at life as a whole, if you were to take and look at your life and turn around and look back through it, uh, perhaps you can just look at the events that have taken place today. Uh, you will realize very easily that life is a roller coaster. Life is a roller coaster. It's full of ups and downs. Uh, uh, there are thrilling moments. There are fearful moments. Uh, some days uh, are filled with anticipation and expectation. Other days are filled with apprehension, worry, fear, not knowing uh, what is coming up. But uh, some days uh, will go as planned. Uh, you have made plans. This is what we're going to do on this day. and The day will go exactly as you have planned it. Uh, yet other days are filled with anguish and sorrow and things not going at all the way uh, that you planned. As we go through life, we long for the good days. It's what everyone longs for. It's the motivation for much of what we do. We long for the good days. We long for the sunny days. We long for the days that are filled with laughter and love and togetherness. It's what makes the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and these times so special. Many times we are able to reunite with loved ones and, and we be able to visit and talk and we've experienced the laughter and the love and we look forward to those days uh, but as we go through life, just as much as we long for the good days, we dread the dark days. We dread those days when we must face grief. We dread those days when we have to encounter loss. We dread those days when we endure physical pain and whenever we have to struggle with mental heaviness and thoughts that weigh us down, we dread those days. But if we look back over our life, as I said, it's a roller coaster because if we look back through our life, we will remember that there were times of blessing, but there was times of sadness. There were times of joy. There were times of grief. There were times of success, and there were times of failure. If you look back over your life, you will be able to identify each and every one of these all throughout your life. There are some people who say uh, that life is mostly bad days uh, with an occasional good day. There are folks who say life is mostly good days with an occasional bad day. There are folks who say life is mostly uh, uh, made up of seasons, good seasons and bad seasons. But we all recognize that our life
life is filled with both good and bad. Now, many times whenever we come uh, to New Year's Day, we want to make resolutions, uh, and we feel that these resolutions uh, are things uh, that will improve our life uh, so that uh, we can have more good days. Uh, this is normally our goal. Uh, there's many type of resolutions that are made. Uh, most of them have to do with health uh, or finances uh, or uh, if you get into the spiritual realm, going to church more, reading your Bible more, so forth and so on, or like carrying seed, not lying as much, you know, whatever it may be. You know, we make these resolutions. These are things that we feel will help us. Uh, if I could be healthier, I would have more good days. If I had more money, I would have more good days. Uh, I if I was to get in my Bible more, I would have more good days. Uh, most all of these resolutions are centered around uh, us endeavoring uh, to have more good days. Now, statistics tell us the resolutions don't work, uh, although as humans we use them over and over and over. They don't work. Uh, most of them don't last the first month. Uh, occasionally somebody will stick with one for a while, and, and on a rare occasion someone will actually make a life change, but for the most part they don't work. The reason they don't work because a few weeks in, you realize that I thought if I got healthy, I'd be happier. But seeing that chocolate cake on the counter and not eating, it's not making me happy. <laughs> Therefore, I have decided on a new resolution, and we're going to pursue happiness by eating the chocolate cake. <laughs> and you can go on and on and on, but you find out the reason they don't work is because we made them thinking they would bring good days and realizing that, that life is still going to happen. There's still going to be good days. There's still going to be bad days. There's still going to be things that we wanted to happen. There's still going to be unexpected turns that we never saw coming. Life is full of both good and bad. It seems that every day we wake up seeking to find the formula for happiness. We look within ourselves. What can I do that I can have a better day? We look at our surroundings. What could I change in my surroundings that would give me a better day? What, what is it that I could do? Many times we are careful to make sure we put our slippers in the right place so we can find them when we get up in the morning. Maybe some of you lay your clothes out at night so you can be sure to find your clothes while you're still sleepy in the morning and trying to get dressed for work. Many things that we do to make sure that we have a good day. We have that coffee pot that automatically turns on because we know that we're going to have to have that coffee before we can think clearly. Every day we're looking at ourselves. We're looking at our surroundings. We're looking at what's going on and saying, what can I do to make my day better? Many times we will uh, begin to evaluate those who are around us to determine what we need to change in order that we can have good days. Libraries are filled with volumes of books that promise to hold this answer. You can go to the library and you can find a stack of books that promise uh, that they have the answer you hope to find on how to have consistent good days. There are self-help gurus who will have seminars and workshops, and if you come to their workshop, they guarantee you that you will have better days if you come listen to what they have to say. People flock to these places. They spend hundreds of dollars on the books all through life, looking for markers, waypoints, perfect moments where we can restart, try again, reboot, apply what we have heard in that never-ending search 
for perpetual good days. And yet over and over and over again, we find that life still happens. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't seek to improve yourself. I'm not saying that you shouldn't find habits that make your life go a little bit better. I'm not saying that we shouldn't make sure to set our alarm clock to make sure we get up on time so that we can be at work on time. These are good things to do. And many of the things that the self-help guys will tell you, many of the things that are found in the books, uh, if you apply them, they can help you have uh, a better way of life. But there's no speaker or no book or any type of formula that can keep you from having unexpected bad days. It's part of life. It's part of who we are. <coughs> it seems that we find something we think is going to fix everything and we apply it. Then after a time it fails and we find ourselves discouraged and we get tired of being discouraged, so we find something we think will help us, and we apply it, and it works for a while, and we find ourselves discouraged. And we find ourselves repeating this cycle over and over and over again. And sometimes people may ask, what are we to do? How do I, how do I combat this? How do, I, how do I find a life of peace? How do I find a life of satisfaction? How do I, how do I find a good life uh, uh, when I realize that it's constantly going to be things that I didn't expect? There's constantly going to be problems. Uh, there's constantly going to be battles in my mind. There's constantly going to be struggles within the family. There's constantly going to be uh, things I didn't expect. How do I combat this so that I can enjoy life? How do I do this? Uh, uh, there are some who, whenever they finally ask themselves this question, uh, they just give in to a life of depression and despair. You know people who have given up on life, who live in a perpetual state of depression and despair because they have given up the hope that they'll ever have a good day. And they live this way. Some become embittered and vengeful, blaming everyone and everything for the circumstances they found themselves in and the circumstances that they feel put them in this place in life that they are in and they go through life bitter and angry at everyone they meet because of the situation they find themselves in. Some people choose that route. Some are depressed. Some are embittered. Some are vengeful and angry. But I believe the Bible has offered a better solution. I believe the Bible has offered a better answer. I believe the Bible has offered a formula that will enable us to retain our sanity while we're riding the roller coaster of life. I believe the Bible has an answer that will enable us to live a life of peace regardless of what is coming your way. Now you say, well, Pastor John, you just told me that all the books wouldn't help and all all the gurus wouldn't help. What makes you think what you have will help? Simply one thing. It's the Word of God. And I believe that many times the place that we go wrong is we look at faulty man. We look to faulty man for answers in our faulty 
make up and they do not understand what we need to know. But God, our Creator, has given us a formula that I believe will help us to live a life of peace despite what's coming our way. Now notice that I said a life of peace and not necessarily a life of perpetual happiness. You see, there are times when I'm saying, a little over a year ago, my dad passed away. It wasn't a day of perpetual happiness. There are folks in here who have recently suffered loss. And although we know that our loved ones that went to be with the Lord that day was not a day of joking and laughing. It was a day of contemplation and mournfulness. Sometimes days would go by. One of the things I always would do, a lot of times we didn't get to spend Christmas together, and so on Christmas morning, as soon as we were done opening the gifts, the first thing I would do is I'd call my dad and say, Morning, Dad. Merry Christmas. Try to wake him up, get him up early. Morning, Dad. Merry Christmas. And he was always tickled to hear me call. And this morning, we got done opening gifts, and I reached for my phone. And I thought, I can't call Dad this morning. Now, although I know Dad's in heaven and he's having a wonderful Christmas and far better than I was having, there was a moment when it wasn't perpetual happiness. There was a moment of an emptiness and a wondering man. Wish I could talk to you. So I'm not promising that you'll have a life of perpetual happiness. But the Bible can promise you a life of perpetual peace. A life of perpetual peace. And so let's look here at what this formula is. Look with me in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse number 16. The Bible says, we're just going to read these three short verses. Starting in verse number 16, the Bible says, Rejoice. Evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I thank you that you know me. Lord, many times as we go through life, Lord, there are times when I don't know myself. There are times when, Lord, we become confused with the things that go on in life. There's situations we face that, Lord, we don't know the answer to. There are, there are things that, decisions we have to make and, and, Lord, things we have to do that, Lord, we, we do not understand. Lord, many times when we try to understand uh, ourselves and how we feel and how we react, and, uh, Lord, many times we are unable in our own self and our own strength, Lord, to be over, able to overcome the things that burden our soul. And so, Father, Lord, I thank you that you know me. I thank you, dear Lord, that you understand how we work. I thank you, dear Lord, that you understand what it takes to enable us to live a life of peace in this roller coaster of life. Now, Lord, as we look at these three things here in this passage of Scripture, Father, I pray, oh Lord, that they will be applicable. I pray, dear Lord, that they will help us, Lord, as we look at this new year, oh Lord, that we will purpose in our heart, that, Lord, we will follow your instruction, that, Lord, we may go through life without all the turmoil and without all the strife that many face. Father, I pray. Thank you for your goodness. Bless now your word in Jesus' name. Amen.
And amen. Here in these three short verses, I believe we find a formula for peace that will work every day. These three verses are made up of three activities that I believe should accompany the Christian every day as we go through our journey in life. The instructions are very clear. If you look at these instructions, you'll see that they're very clear. Uh, the first instruction is to rejoice evermore. This is pretty easy to understand. Two words, simple explanation. Uh, uh, this is always rejoicing. Starting now, stopping never. This is what the Bible instructs us to do. We are to rejoice evermore, always rejoicing. The second is also easy to comprehend. It says pray without ceasing. Now you and I know what prayer is. We understand what prayer is. And we understand that without ceasing means to never stop. It means to start practicing prayer today, tomorrow, and forever. Be a person who is continual in prayer. The third, uh, though deep in its meaning, is also easy to understand what it's saying. And that is, in everything, give thanks. Now, like I said, this one has a deep message. There's a lot to unpack in those four short words. But the surface message is clear. Be thankful for everything. Be thankful for everything. Everything. Now, those of you who like to take notes, this screen is all you get. So it's basically right there. So if you want to take notes, you're going to have to listen and write it down. But this is what you get. Now, whenever we look at these three verses, these are some familiar verses. I imagine anyone that's been in church for any length of time could probably quote these three verses very easily. This is verses we hear a lot. But I believe that although they're familiar... These three verses are secretly viewed as being impossible. <laughs> we talk about them. We preach about them. We try to encourage one another with them. But down deep in our heart, we believe they're impossible. Now, pray without ceasing. We might get that one because there's a lot on our heart and we do pray a lot. But rejoicing evermore and giving thanks and everything. I know the Bible says we should do it, but how? How do you do this? And though we know these verses, though we're familiar with these verses, many times these verses seem impossible to apply. Whenever we consider the many disappointments in life, how is it possible to live a life of joy and appreciation? This morning, I want to share with you what I believe is God's formula for finding peace in every situation throughout this year. Now, as we've already discussed, it's no secret. Danny said this morning that we can't control last year. It's gone, and we have no idea what's coming this year, and that's very true. But I can promise you that this year there will be good days. I can promise you that this year there will be bad. Now, I don't know what we're going to face. I have no idea what all is coming. I'm sure there are things that are coming this year in my life and in yours as well that if we were able, if we knew of them and were able to, we would change them. We don't know what's coming, but I do know that there will be good days and there will be bad days this year. <clears throat> there will be good news and there will be bad news. There will be happiness. There will be sadness. There will be success and failure. So let's apply these verses to what we know is coming. First, 
Let's start with verse number 16, rejoice evermore. In 2023, we know that there will be blessing. You say, Pastor John, how do you know that there will be blessing in this year? Because I've already been blessed this year. I know that there will be blessing because I've already been blessed. Uh, whenever I woke up this morning, I, I had a roof over my head. I, I had a warm bed to sleep in. I, I had clothes to wear. I had food to eat. I had an automobile to drive. I had breath in my lungs, a heart that was beating. I had a mind that was able to function and to think. And we could go on and on and on. I know there'll be blessings this year because I've already been blessed this year. I know that God is going to smile upon me because he's already smiled upon me. I know that I'm going to give more than I deserve because I've already received more than I deserve. I know that there will be blessings, but outside of those blessings that we can talk about, I know that there will be some small things that we often take for granted that we will enjoy this year. I doubt that any of us will have to miss many meals this year. There will be plenty to eat. God has blessed us to live in a land of plenty and even those uh, who do not have much uh, rarely have to miss a meal. Uh, we have been going to have plenty to eat. Uh, we will have clothes to wear. We'll have a roof over our heads, a warm place to sleep. Uh, some of us will be blessed uh, with an automobile, a home, and things like this. We can move on to some bigger things that I believe will happen this year. There's going to be some children born this year. Boy, what a blessing. Whenever a young one is born into this world, there'll be children born. There'll be grandchildren born. There'll be children born this year. There'll be uh, uh, cousins and nieces and nephews and sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters. There'll be children born. And boy, what a blessing that'll be whenever children are born. Uh, not only that, uh, uh, but there will be uh, there'll be graduations. Uh, there'll be weddings. Uh, there'll be celebrations. Uh, some of you might receive a raise uh, on your salary. Uh, some of you might get promoted to a little better position uh, where you work. Uh, some of you might be able to finally retire and not do this anymore. There's been blessings that are going to come our way. Some of us will meet new people. Some of us will make new friends. Some of us will find new interests, explore new places, and we can go on and on and on. There are many blessings that I'm sure are going to come this year. And although they may be scattered, scattered I believe that regardless of your situation, there's going to be many moments that will bring a smile. Have you ever experienced those times when you were down, when you were depressed, when you were discouraged? Maybe a child, a small child, maybe not your child, maybe a child you don't even know, does something cute. And in that moment of darkness, a little smile comes across your face. Look at that. That was cute. There's little things. There'll be smiles that'll come all throughout the year. There will be little glimpses of joy, I guarantee, that will be available if you will notice them. It could be, uh, like I said, a, something a small child might do. It could be a kind word from a caring individual. It could be a free coffee. It, I, I never forget this. Michaela and I went to make a hospital visit several years ago, and uh, we left the hospital, and as we pulled down to the red light, the light turned green. We pulled down to the next red light, and just as we pulled up to it, the light turned green. And I had told her that I'd stop at Sheets and buy her a coffee after we left the hospital. And every red light we pulled up to, just as we approached it, it turned green. And as we pulled into the parking lot, 
She said, Dad, as good as things are doing, going, you think we'll get our coffee free? I said, no, Sheets don't give away free coffee, sweetheart. <laughs> we walked into Sheets. We fixed our coffee. We walked up to the counter, and I went to set them down, and the lady behind the register said, is that all you've got? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, it's on the house. Have a good day. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Never happened before, never happened either. After. But there will be some things that will bring a smile. Free coffee always uh, brings a smile. There will be, there'll be a smile, uh, something that, that may be come your way, a free coffee. Uh, uh, maybe someone will share an encouraging portion of scripture. Maybe you'll get a good parking spot at the grocery store uh, when you're in a hurry. There are little things that will bring smiles all through your life if you'll pay attention. There will be blessings this year. Whenever we find that we are blessed, we apply verse number 16 that says rejoice evermore. What do you say, a preacher? As you go through life, if you will recognize the blessings and you will praise him for the blessings, you will find that an air of peace will come upon you that you cannot experience when you ignore the blessings. Take time to notice the blessings and rejoice in the one who is providing the blessings. Recognize the sunshine and bask in it a little while. Recognize the kindness and be thankful for it. Recognize the goodness that God has bestowed upon you and rejoice in the blessings of God. The Bible tells us in James 1, verse number 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good thing you experience in life comes from your Father in heaven. And when you experience the blessings of the Father, learn to rejoice in the blessings. There are people who have so determined that the pursuit for happiness is fruitless that they no longer see the blessings. They feel that waking up in the morning is no longer a blessing. They feel that having food to eat is no longer a blessing. They feel that the little things they see that brings a smile to their lips is no longer a blessing. And they have put themselves in a state of depression that they cannot shake. If you want to have a good life, recognize the gifts of a father and rejoice in what he's done for you. Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Now I'll just give you a little tidbit here. That's not a suggestion. That's a command. Rejoice in the goodness of God. But just as there'll be blessings, we know there'll be trials. We started off with the happy side, but... There's also a sad side, and we know it's coming. There's going to be bad doctor's reports. Some have received those even recently. Bad doctor reports. There's going to be broke down automobiles. There's going to be arguments and disagreements in the home. There's going to be divorces, separation, sicknesses, disease, death. There will be those who struggling within themselves. There'll be those who feel rejected and unloved. 
There'll be financial strains. There'll be lost jobs. There'll be angry co-workers, stressful schedules, canceled vacations, empty seats at the table. All these things could occur this year. You may not know they're coming, but they could all occur. There'll be times of disappointment, discouragement, failure, and defeat. But it is in these times that we apply verse number 17, where he said, pray without ceasing. Here's your formula. If you get a blessing, praise him for it. Doesn't matter how big or how small. If you get a blessing, praise him for it. If you face a trial, pray for it. You say, Pastor John, this is just way too simple. Me and my brother used to hike the camp together a lot. We'd sit down at the campfire. After we'd done a day of hiking, we'd be done with our dinner. And he'd set a cup of water on the fire. He'd bring that cup of water to a boil. I'm wondering if God made some coffee or some tea or something. Then he'd just pick that cup of water up. He'd start drinking that cup of hot water. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> there are so many better ways to consume a hot drink than just hot water. And he said, don't knock it till you try it, bro. It's good stuff. I was skeptical for a few years. Finally, one day, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try that. So I boiled me a cup of hot water. After a meal, and I sit down again to drink that. Now, those that's not tried it, they say I'm crazy. But I'm telling you what, they ain't nothing like a good cup of hot bowl of water after a meal. Or it just helps your digestive system, makes you feel good inside. It don't keep you up all night like coffee will do. I mean, good, good cup of bowl of water. Y'all think they're crazy, right? I'm going to tell you what my brother told me. Don't knock it till you try it. It seems too simple to be true. But the same is true of what I'm sharing with you right here. It seems too simple. But it works. It works. There are times in your life when you will find yourself where there is no person who can give you an answer. You will find yourself in a situation where what everybody says only makes it worse. But you know what you can do? You can take it to the Lord in prayer. You can just go to Him. And you don't have to be a ladder. You don't have to be eloquent. You can just say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. I can't get through this thing, Lord. I don't know how to do this, Lord. <clears throat> I, this, is, this is out of my hands, Lord. I don't understand why I'm in the middle of this, Lord. I need you. I need you. I need you. Matter of fact, in a lot of my prayers, that's about all they consist of. <laughs> I was sitting at my desk this morning praying over this message. Actually, my word processor kept crashing and I was having trouble getting it printed. Finally, I got the message printed this morning and I was sitting there with it at my desk. I just bowed my head right there over them notes and I said, Lord, I need you. I need you this morning. I need you. I need your help, Lord. I, I'm going to need you this morning. That's really all it consisted of. But he knew. Whenever you have blessings, praise him for them. Whenever you have problems, take them to the Lord you know what, as humans, we try to be caring individuals. We, we want to be, but we fail miserably. We'll tell people, if, they, if you ever want to talk about it, come to me, and they come to you and you're busy. You listen for two or three minutes and then you don't have time to listen anymore. Well, we, we, we want to be caring individuals, but really, we're, we're not great. But you know somebody who will always listen? 
You know somebody that never shuts me up. You know somebody that never walks away. You know someone that I can pray to on and on and on. You know somebody that I can come to with the same need over and over and over and over and over again. And he always welcomes me the same way every time, ready to support, ready to hold, ready to listen. I want to say, if you want to have peace in life, learn to rejoice in your blessings and learn to pray about your problems. Way too often we go through life just trying to carry them by ourselves. When he says, take it to the Lord in prayer. The songwriter said, are you weary? Are you heavy hearted? Tell it to Jesus. Are you grieving over joys departed? Tell it to Jesus. Pray without ceasing. But then we see the third one and we'll be finished. In every situation, whether it be blessing or sorrow, whether it be joy or sadness, whether it be success or failure, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, every time I've read that verse before preparing this message, and I believe that this interpretation does apply, and I believe it's accurate, but I always seen that as being, that for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, that I give thanks. That's his will is that I give thanks. And I believe that is definitely a correct interpretation. But as I was looking at this message, and I was seeing this pattern of praising for the blessing and praying for the problem, and then I come down to verse number 18. It says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. What you are facing, what you are going through, whatever trouble is in your life, whatever it is that you're trying to navigate, this is the will of God concerning you. How is it that I can be thankful for whatever situation I'm in? I can be thankful because I know it is the will of God. I can be thankful because I know it's not random. I know it's not without purpose. I know it's not something that has come in my life without meaning. But everything that I'm facing is something that God has brought into my life to mold me and make me and shape me to be the person that he wants me to be. Therefore, whether I'm praising him or whether I'm praying in everything, I can be thankful because I know that he is in control in everything. For this is the will of God. Boy, I'm telling you what, there's many, many things that we will face. There's many things that folks in this auditorium have shared with me that you're facing. I don't understand. There are questions people have brought to me that I didn't have an answer for. There are things I've faced in my life did not understand why it came into my life. But I know that I can have peace every day because whatever has come to my life, this is the will of God. He is in control. The Bible says that all things, all things work together for good to them who love God. To them who are the call according to his purpose. You say, Pastor John, apparently you don't know my situation. 
because there's nothing good that can come out of this. I've seen situations like that, and I know the Bible says all things, all things work together for you. There is something that God is doing in your life or in the life of another individual. He is shaping, he is molding, he is working, and he is going to accomplish Brother Ronnie, you mind if I share what you shared with me just a little bit ago? Brother Ronnie lost his brother just, just before They went to the memorial service this past Tuesday. During the memorial service, seven people accepted Christ as their Savior. Amen. Oh, when Brother Ronnie was sitting up there at the hospital beside his brother, I don't want to lose my brother. Doesn't seem right that he goes so young. What's God doing? All things. All things. All things. Work together for good. Therefore, if everything gives thanks. It may be a situation that you're able to rejoice in. It may be a situation that you're having to pray about. But in everything, give thanks for this. I believe if we apply this formula, we will find that as we ride the roller coaster of life, we can experience peace every day. I'm going to ask Miss Debbie if she would come to the piano. Ask each of you to stand. <clears throat> Perhaps there's something in your life that you need to come and just give it to the Lord. Maybe there's something that you've been struggling over that you just need to come give it to God. Maybe you say, even after listening to this message, I still don't understand. If you want to have peace about it, just come give it to God. Perhaps there's someone here who's never accepted Christ as your Savior. Let me tell you, there is no peace without Christ. So Miss Debbie plays. If you